Hi, this is Vicka and this is Linda and you're listening to My 88. Listening to my 88. Wayne Tunks with you this morning. I am very excited to have my next guests on the line. It is Vicar and Linda. How are you, ladies? Good, Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Uh, I'm so, How are you? I'm, I'm wonderful. I'm so excited to chat. I am a, a really big fan. So, so thank you for, for chatting to me today. Oh, oh thank that's, you. That's really lovely. Thank you, Wayne. It's lovely to talk to you. Wonderful. Now, Vicar, we'll start with you. So you were coming to the both of you were coming to the Joan at Penrith on Friday the 29th of September for a wonderful show. What can people Correct. expect? They can expect a, a wonderful show. We're bringing our band with us. They're called the Bullet. And we, you know, we do about an hour and a half of pretty much everything. So people can expect, you know, old favourites. We'll do lots of things off the weight, which is our current album. And, you know, and we do, you know, we vary it up a bit. Sometimes, you know, we just bring it down to just guitar and, and voice or piano and voice. And then it can, the show really builds and, and it turns into a full rock and roll show at the end with the, with the whole band. So it's sort of like a bit of a roller coaster, but it's, it's fun. I bet it is. And for a Friday night, we want to finish on a high, yeah? Of course. <laughs> Sounds good. Now, Linda, I've got to ask. You've been working with your sister for a very long time. I know some people who couldn't work with their sister for a day. Uh, do you yeah. guys, uh, how have you done it? Oh, good question because it is a long time. Oh, I think that's unusual. I, I think we've done it because we've got this We've got this saying that we say to each other, which is sister's first, singer's second. So anytime that, and we have very clearly defined roles because being the older one in our way we were brought up, she kind of runs the show and I have kind of um, uh, sort of an important role at the same, or it equals, but I know when not to speak. <laughs> I know when to speak. Um, and I'll kind of maybe make the decisions based more around the artistic stuff and Vicka handles the band. So we know what we're doing. We, we figured that out over the years, and, uh, but really it's just the first thing a second. Well, clearly it is working because you are still doing such wonderful work. Now, Vicar, Black Sorrows is how we met you and loved the pair of you. So how did that come about? Uh, we auditioned, basically. Joe was looking for two backing singers. Peter Luscombe, the drummer, had heard about these two girls singing around Melbourne in the local pub scene. Um, we were doing covers, um, kind of soul covers, and we were just trying to get our sound together. And even though we'd harmonised from a very young age, um, 
we 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 started sort of doing it around the pubs in Melbourne, doing covers with a great band called the Honeymooners. And um, Joe needed a couple of backing singers to go on the road and tour uh, his album Hold On To Me. So we went in, auditioned. Joe said, you can come on the road for six weeks. We learned all our parts. And Joe was very impressed with that. And he, he took us on the road and we stayed for six years. Six or seven years we stayed in that band. And I've got to say, I feel like it drastically changed the band to have backing singers who had so much personality and, and great voices as well, didn't it? Well, he had... Oh, yeah, well, that's really nice. But remember, in the, there's very, very many different versions of the Black Stars. Before, for us, there was um, was it uh, Jane Clifton? Is that yeah. right, Lilith? You think Taxi you know, Mary? Yeah, Taxi Mary. That's right. And um, I think maybe Sally Ford, who played saxophone, she might have been in a lineup of the Black Stars too. But yeah, to have two young backing singers and to bring them up the front so quickly was a big sort of risk and gamble for him. But it paid off. Linda and I were ready for the challenge. Now, Linda, you guys got to take some lead in some vocals as well for Black Sorrows. That must be pretty exciting. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I didn't really. <laughs> Joe tried to throw me a couple of lead songs. I did sing on the records, but I very rarely did it live because I was so picky about what I, what I was singing about. You know, this, well, I was very picky, but Vicar is the one who had the hit. She sang Chain to the Wheel, a duet with Joe and Chain to the Wheel, and then he let her have her own song from start, song from start to finish with Never let me go, and they were both top five hits. So, well, it, it makes was, me sound like you know I'd, I'd sing anything. But no, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You're just not as picky as me. I mean, Vicky was great because she just went. Yeah, you know, she could hear. I think couldn't you, Vic, that you could sing those songs, and uh, I think Joe could too. Because those two are the best known Black Sorrow songs as well. So that must be pretty exciting. Well, we had no idea at the time, but when when it did when they did go sort of top ten and and um. It was a, and we watched our audience. The audience change overnight. That was that was really fun to watch that happen and and see how the crowds grew and 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 then from those hits, you know, we were able to work six nights a week, and it was it it was something to witness. I tell you, it was really fantastic. Yeah, it'd be I, more exciting if we wrote them though. <laughs> <laughs> better for the bank balance. Better for the bank balance too, hey. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> now, Linda, working on that first album together, which is such a wonderful album, that must have been an exciting thing for you. Which record? The which first, your, your first solo album together as a duo. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Thanks, Wayne. It was because having been in a band that we'd come from, going out on our own was incredibly daunting, but we knew we could do it. It was the songs that were the one that, that was a difficulty. So we basically called around our little black book and everyone we'd met on the road touring with the Sorrows and, and asked people like Paul Kelly or Stephen Cummings or Deborah Conway, um, Jack Camilleri, he, he threw us a song, if they could write songs for our own project and they all did and it was a really wonderful song. Um, we still sing some of them to this very day and, and Mark Seymour wrote our hit, um, When Will You Fall For Me? So it was, you know, we were very, very lucky to have those songs. I think, that's the key. It's songs, and and we just had the best of, of the best. Really, we're very fortunate. Now, I've got to say, "We've Started a Fire" is my favourite. It's one of those songs for me that's an earworm. As soon as it gets in my head, it's probably there for two to three days. <laughs> we'll sing it for you in Penrith, <laughs> <laughs> please, if you could. That would be wonderful. <laughs> okay, and, we and will. Also, um, you guys got picked up by Home and Away at the time, and they were really pushing your music, weren't they? They pushed that song. Yeah, uh, and I, I think 
And I think Women Before for me was also, we started a fire, was also in uh, an episode of the show with uh, Sigrid Thornton um, and Diver Dan. It was, you know, people still come up to yeah. us. Sea change. They still come up to us to this day and say, "Oh, the song was in that pivotal scene in Sea Change." And yeah, those shows people remember those songs at, at, at special moments in those uh, shows because they're so broadly watched. Yeah, definitely. Now, Vicar, it must have been very exciting in two thousand and two to get the Order of Australia. Two thousand and twenty-two, maybe. Yeah. Sorry, uh, that's what I said. Oh, sorry, I, I may have said that wrong. Two thousand twenty-two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was really exciting. It was it was an honour, and the the honour for us um, to be recognised um, by our country, and and then to have our parents still alive to see that happen, and to be yeah. at the um, presentation, that was a big deal for mum and dad because um, they didn't they just thought you know going into the music business, especially the rock and roll industry, was was just you know there's just was just they just didn't understand it at all. It was just something way off out of their radar, and they just couldn't believe. Uh, they didn't think that they didn't think our career would last very long. Put it that way. And then uh, we have been in this industry for nearly forty years, and we recognised for that. And see mum and dad, um, you know, see us get that award. That 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 was a big day for them. Yeah, yeah to prove them wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, Linda, going on the road in the 80s and 90s must have been a very exciting time because it was the heyday of Australian music. Yeah, pre-Poet.05 as well. It was crazy. <laughs> it was, uh, well, you know, it was bands like In Excess. It was bands like, we toured a lot around Norway with, with Noiseworks. Um, and Diesel was coming up and, and Barnsley was, you know, and Farnsey and the Divinals and, and the Hunters. And it was really cool uh and paul kelly and the dots and then the color girls it was we cost parts with these bands all the time wedding parties anything and it was a pub rock thing you know people standing in the front and below smoke in our faces and then you know you didn't think anything of it um you can't do that now and it was wild and it was fantastic i gotta say <laughs> I, I bet it was, it was a really really tough way to grow up like um, yeah. And to grow up really fast in that in that scene, and and I think the training for us as singers that was something really valuable because we were we were competing with amplifiers every night, you know, and you know guitar players that just would not turn down. Yeah. And this was before in ears, and so all we had was our little wedge, and so you know we 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 tore our voices to pieces, and you know the whole next day was spent recovering and trying to get the voice back. So you know we, we learned a lot. I bet. So, what is next for Vicar and Linda? Well, coming to Penrith and doing concerts <laughs> <laughs> on the grand final leave. Yeah, you know, it's a great sacrifice for a couple of Melbourne chicks. Gotta say, <laughs> no. that team might be in the grand final. So. Oh, I know, I know. But, uh, but we're, we've gotten some new guitars, making guitars, and we're, we're practicing those and trying to write songs. We haven't played. Uh, Vicar plays an instrument. Vicar plays piano. But I've, I'm, this is new for me. Uh, we're really enjoying it. So we can, we can expect some new music with you playing it. Well, yeah. Oh, that's a bit of a yeah. stretch. Writing it. That is the aim. But we're trying to write songs for a new record and, and you know, we've got a Christmas concert coming up in Melbourne, but mainly just, you know, little gigs here and there and then working towards a record next year. But, you know, these things take time. It's probably going to take – it's like doing an, 
you know, building a house. They say it's going to take six months and it takes a year and a half, you know. Yeah. So, And we've been on the road a long time this year. We've just come off the road after a very cool and kind of tour. And so we're just uh, enjoying being home, really. It's nice. It's, it's good. Good oh. times. Wonderful. Now, one last question. Now, you did mention a Christmas show, and you know you've done quite a few of those, and, and you've made Christmas music. What is it about yeah. Christmas songs that is just so appealing for an artist to do? Oh, probably because they're I don't know. <laughs> they're catchy. You know, I've, I we made a Christmas record called Gee Whiz, It's Christmas, and we deliberately went out of our way not to pick kind of the traditional, you know, usual Silent Night type songs. We we went looking for rock and roll type songs and. Um, we didn't write any, we did covers, but, you know, it's those catchy kind of quirky kind of, they make you happy, you know. I don't know. Everyone I think it's that, yeah, I think it's that mixture between, happy, uh, like, fun, like, you know, fun and loose because you're going on holidays and, and you're going to have Christmas together and nostalgia. And if you're not with family, that that's the sort of, if you can get that right in those Christmas songs, they're magic, you know. But we do choose kind of Ramon songs. We've got stuff from... Um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, you know, it's a bit more rock and roll, but still the message is the same. It's like, oh, everyone's different take on Christmas. Not always happy, not always sad. Wonderful. Vicar and Linda, thank you so much for chatting to me today. Everyone needs to head down to the Joan to watch your fantastic show. Oh, thanks, Wayne. So lovely to talk to you. Now, we are going to break the rules right now. We are an 80s radio station, so we play a lot of Black Sorrows. But today, because <laughs> I've chatted to you, we're going to play some Vicar and Linda right now here on My 88. And if anyone has a problem with it, I don't really care. So, ladies, oh, here is one of your songs right now on My 88. Thank you, Wayne. 